Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one animated page of Talmud every day. And today, we get right to the heart of the big questions in life. Listen to this. A somewhat similar story is told about Rav Sheshit, that every 30 days, he would review his studies that he had learned over the previous month, and he would stand and lean against the bolt of the door and say, Rejoice, my soul! Rejoice, my soul! For you, I have read scripture. For you, I have studied Mishnah. The Gemara asks, Is that so, that Torah study is beneficial only for the soul of the person who has studied? But didn't Rabbi Elazar say, If not for the Torah and its study, heaven and earth would not be sustained? As it is stated, If not for my covenant by day and by night, I would not have set up the laws of heaven and earth? from Jeremiah 33, 25. It is the Torah, the eternal covenant that is studied day and night that justifies the continued existence of the world. The Gemara answers, this is indeed correct. But at the outset, when a person does this mitzvah, he does it for himself. And only afterward does he have in mind the benefit that will be brought to the entire world. Now, if you're a big nerd, this kind of question is one that you have thought about a lot because it's precisely the question at the heart of virtually every superhero comic book or movie. The notion of, are my special powers here to benefit and glorify me? Or are they some kind of vessel through which I could serve the world? So obviously, I called a person I dearly love and admire I don't think he would object if I call him one of the greatest comic book creators of our era. If you've read a comic book that you have loved in the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years or so, there's a pretty good chance, maybe even a great chance, that Jordan Gorfinkel was behind it. He was the editor of the Batman series at DC Comics for a long time, the writer of some of the greatest Batman moments, the creator of Birds of Prey, which was a film released last year, and just all around one of my favorite people and thinkers about Talmud, comic books, and a million other things. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Super to be here, Liel. Thank you. So here we are with Rav Sheshit at this kind of, you know, seminal, almost Batman-like superhero moment, right? He says, all these powers that I have, the power to study Gemara and Torah, I do it because it makes my soul great. It gives me the power. And, and the Gemara asks, well, you know, but isn't this to, to save Gotham? Isn't it to save the rest of us? What do you think? Where do you stand on these questions? The basic but brilliant raison d'etre of take one is to make the daily doth contemporary and relevant to modern life. And Liel, there are so many relatable takeaways, or should I say, take one aways in Tzachin 68. So for example, Rav Shesha's monthly proclamation, rejoice my soul, for you and I have read scripture, for you and I have studied Mishnah. For me, I relate this to my monthly review of emails and texts that I missed responding to, after which my soul rejoices, for you and I have not left each other hanging. Right. But of course, the portion I want to focus on today is about the very mitzvah that you elucidated before, the mitzvah, the commandment or good deed of Limud Torah, or Limud Torah, studying the eternal Torah and one hopes, benefiting from its guidelines, because that's what keeps the world turning. And the Talmudic sages then state something most curious. At first, we act in self-interest. Now, 
I don't know about you, but I was raised under Judaism that made altruism the highest calling. So, for example, when I'm praying and I want something, I was taught to daven for other people's similar needs, and the goodwill will circle back to me. So the concept of a self-centered practice of Judaism is pretty mind-blowing. So to understand this and to relate it as you were so sagaciously to superheroes, I turn to your M.I. Rav from another Mav, Rabbi Stanley Lieber, a.k.a. The Great Stanley. The Great Stanley. Alava shalom, zecher tzadik levracha. Amen. Liel, if you would, please open your Sefer Amazing Fantasy number 15 and tell me, how did Peter Parker use his spidey superpowers upon first attaining them? Tell us that story. So you're referring to, of course, Masechet Isha Kavish, or Tractet Spider-Man, as it's better known to those of us Talmidei Chachamim here, here in America. And so this hardly ever makes it to any of, of the film adaptations of Spider-Man. But as soon as Peter Parker gets his superpowers, what he does is go to try and be a TV star as a sort of pro wrestler slash, you know, sideshow freak uh, attraction. And he indeed makes, you know, quite a name for himself and a little bit of money, all of which ends when he fails to stop a robbery. And the robber, who he could have arrested, but, you know, chose not to because what business was it of his, ends up murdering his uncle Ben. At which point, of course, Rabenu he utters the famous words or Stan Lee uh, writes the famous words. Let's say it together. With, with great, great power... power comes great responsibility. responsibility. So Peter Parker came to his calling after acting in his own self-interest. And isn't that what the Talmud is telling us? Look at Bruce Wayne as another example. Batman, somebody true to my heart. Batman is altruistic. He fights crime on behalf of the public good. But there's nonetheless a selfish motivation at the root of it, right? This is the way he deals with his inner demons by being a superhero. And I should add that he became the Dark Knight detective by steiging all of human knowledge. So I would mm -hmm. posit that Batman may be the most Talmudic of all superheroes, but I digress. This is one of the talks that I give often. I wrote a, a Passover Haggadah graphic novel, and I travel around and meet with students, and I use it as the jumping off point to compare and contrast superheroes with our biblical heroes, because as we're doing now, it really illustrates Torah virtues in a relatable way. So if we're to draw a conclusion here, I think that the Talmud is delivering to us a very powerful message, one that resonates in all eras then, and particularly now in our partisan times. We are human, and the rabbis recognize and even celebrate humanity in all of its frailty and weaknesses and strengths. So when push comes to shove, and as you know, there are a lot of pushing and shoving scenes in both biblical and superhero stories, we initiate our actions, indeed our personal philosophies, to help ourselves. And the Rabbanim are saying, that's okay, because that is a starting point after which they challenge us to level up our actions to helping everyone. And in that way, we merit the continuation of heaven and earth. Amen to that. And so here we are praying for our souls so that our souls may then have the courage and the strength to go out there and help those who need it most. Rabbeinu Jordan Gorfinkel, as always, thank you so much. And I should also add that your Haggadah is a masterpiece and the one that is most beloved at our house. That is an honor 
and a privilege to be joining you, albeit virtually, at your annual Pesach Seder. Please send my love to your family. Thank you so much. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.